Uh, are, are you are you pleased with your findings? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think the second half of the article is the most important part. Well, not second half. I don't know if you finished it, but uh, that was the end. I was yeah. the part that I started to glaze over was just talking. Oh about, yeah, like, so the ending. Despite the blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. you know, the, it just reiterated a point it made earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Bowie's a pedophile, although well, not a pedophile because pet. Ah, crap. Now you're Allegedly. getting into really... Now you're getting into... No, he, he had sex with underage women. Him and Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger is way more open than David is about it, had a lot of sex with underage women. Tough to be open when you're dead. <laughs> Mick Jagger's not dead. No, I'm talking about David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Ah, crap. My other freaking... My, my Charles camera's up there. Yeah, the, the ideal that all rock stars are not just, like wild rampant sex monsters is not like a controversial take it's just you know it's a, it's a lifestyle that allows way more than <laughs> most others um, yeah i mean i think most people who are living that lifestyle especially dudes like david bowie and mick jagger are just getting fucked up all the time and doing yeah. all kinds of yeah. crazy shit regardless of what it is yeah and i feel like they live their lives in such a way as that they're like fuck it i'll just do whatever much like the motley crew documentary where motley crew's like yeah we basically took any drugs we could and had <laughs> sex with any groupies we wanted and we did not ask questions so you can't really you know, it's kind of one of those things. Do you, was what you were doing absolutely terrible? Yes. But do we know how terrible? No, because it was kind of nebulous and you're a rock star and we don't worry about it. And also memories are impaired and people really like to forgive rich people before trusting a, um, a victim because it has happened where victims were proven to be false and lying and going after money it's more rare that that's proven that's pretty much never happens but the one time it does it gives everyone purchase to be like oh well now every single person that's accusing someone is a liar and i'm gonna trust the accused not the accuser it's a dicey situation you're always you're in the wrong no matter which way you look at it but rock stars in the 70s Uh, had sex with underage women regularly they weren't pedophiles like roman polanski but they were pedophiles in their own right yeah so it is what it is by the way if uh, you're uh, to to catch you up i did not hit record until well after you had finished reading because i did not want to record that article uh, i'm recording now we were just looking up how david bowie is a pedophile damn and i really i felt like i nailed reading that article you were in the zone but i wasn't sure how long it was gonna go and it wasn't worth the risk uh it went quite a while but i felt like it was good i mean it was just an article it was an article <laughs> Are you, do you, would you like to plug the website and the publications or don't don't i already i already i already closed it and i don't remember what it was yeah it's not worth our time um but yeah let's um we're here to do a podcast yeah I'm Kevin. And I'm Charles. And we are what's left of the Nutty Buddies. Lucas. No, we have to be something else. To respect the boy, we can't be the Nutty Buddies today. We have to be anything. That'd be like me being like, all right, uh, today on the Nutty Buddies, Charles and Lucas are out and it's me and Jeff. Like, no, we're not the Nutty Buddies. We're the Listy Buddies. So we've got to be insert buddy. Yeah, we're the Buddies. Yeah, 
We're the backslide buddies. <laughs> We're the backslide buddies. <laughs> that has a lot of implications that make me all randy. Yeah, me too. And I've got a uh, that can jump us right into our topic that I didn't write down, which is um. Yeah, we don't so, need to stick to structure. We have things to talk about. And we're going to talk about them. Yeah, we're going to talk about them. I just I I was a little bit looser in my notes here too. I put down a bunch of stuff that's like talk about blank, you know, because we can just talk about things. You and I. We yeah. can just riff. We can just ad lib off the cuff. Uh, jab our jaws. We we have chemistry, the two of us. We've got we've got physics too. <laughs> yeah. And we've also got uh, <laughs> living biology. Like between uh, us. Yeah. And oh, uh, our wives. Oh oh, living environment. That's what. It yes. Was. Oh, and we share wives. Yeah, we share wives. Yeah. We share we share everything. We share everything. And, including a trip to Comic-Con that we're mm -hmm. taking shortly. And um, right, right. the two of us have been abstaining now for a long period of time from drinking alcohol uh, right? due to wanting to because it's good. Yeah, I, 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 it turns out it was weird. It was like in waves of how badly I craved alcohol or not. It's, it's, it's weird because like our friends made it very clear we are not alcoholics, even though we may consider ourselves alcoholics to var some varying degree. But it's weird how at times, like when I didn't want it at all, like when I just didn't care to have a drink, I was like, ah, okay, this is just being a normal person. This isn't bad. And then on certain days, like say it was a stressful day or a day where I really just, you know, a craving, I was like, oh no, am I an alcoholic? Because it wasn't like, oh, I really want a taco for dinner. It was like, I'm fucking upset right now. Like I'm mad in my mind because I cannot ingest some beverage. Um, I had some of that and it went away pretty quickly. And after a long period of time, I started um, dropping a little bit of weight. That was nice. Yeah. And I felt I felt mentally a little bit better and physically a little bit better pretty quickly. But then after that, it plateaued and I felt about the same yeah. almost the entire rest. And of the, the time. plateau is like the worst part. Because you just yeah. want it to always get better to like really justify. And then when it stops getting better and it's just normal life, you're like, hmm. You're like, oh, normal life wasn't really that great. <laughs> yeah, like, like what the fuck's the difference here? I don't want this. Yeah, exactly. So not really that much better. <laughs> so uh, we joked about um, at first. And now I realize. So at, when we first started not drinking alcohol, it was, um, you know, like we said, just a, just for cuz. It was a, a, a health slash behavioral reset slash uh, personal challenge to be like a joke about when we were going to start drinking again, how that was going to go. And we came up with the tequila backslide because tequila technically vodka is number one, but tequila is one of the quote unquote, I'm putting big air quotes up healthiest alcohols you can drink. Um, Cause I'm, I'm actually, when, when I do go back to drinking, I'm not drinking any beer. I'll have a beer at like a sports bar or I'll have a beer with dinner when we're out and about. But like in my home, I will no longer be purchasing beer. It's too expensive and it's too, uh, uh, high calorie, high carb. It's just, Caloric. it makes me, yeah. yeah, it makes me bloated. And it's just like, you end me up drinking too. a lot more. It's very wasteful. I'm a very, like, I, I have this sort of like annoying because I'm not exactly like a, a conservationist warrior. I don't really like go super crazy for environmental stuff. But at the same time, I am like annoyingly aware of it. Like I constantly bring it up in the stupidest situations. So like beer is shipping a lot of liquid. The number one cost in shipping is weight and, and water is the heaviest thing we ship aside from obviously like metals and whatnot. So I'm like, ah, okay. So that's why I don't buy energy drinks nearly as much anymore. And I buy those stupid little packets because it's 
not shipping water. And to me, that's like a minor victory over um, environmental costs. And it's really like, I, like it's a dumb thing. And I don't do everything in my life that's perfect and green. But it's like one of those things that ticks in my head where I'm just like, oh, hey, another thing. Oh, cool. uh, for me, it's how caloric it is. And if I'm going to drink beer at all, it's definitely going to be domestic beer. And I'm going to move away from IPAs because IPAs are the Those most are the caloric. real tubby bubbies. And, and they're what I like to drink, So uh, which is also probably why I dropped weight so quickly after I stopped drinking. Yeah, those are your preferred, and you drank, you know, multiple of them every night, so that's a lot. That's an extra two meals, basically. Basically. And um, uh, on top of that, like, uh, societal definitions of what is and isn't alcoholic uh, tend to err on the drinking makes you an alcoholic side, especially yeah. when you look at, well, like, the technical and scientific definitions. The, the medical definition in America is more than one drink per night, you're immediately an alcoholic. Immediately. Yeah. If you have more than seven drinks in a week, you're immediately an alcoholic. The yep. definition um, medically in Europe is, like, double that it's like 15 drinks more than 15 drinks a week and you're an alcoholic and then there's the whole like what do you call it um um perception which is like what i was talking about for our friends where the only way you can be an alcoholic is if you shake when you're not drinking and you abuse your family yeah. and it's like yeah. nope it's a lot less than that there's a, a lot of different i mean that is obviously a very serious version but it it, it is more than more and less it's it's a very different version of that as well and that version of that is really difficult to achieve. You have yeah, to you have to go you have to have a very serious problem. You have to be drinking usually from sunup till sundown daily for a long period of yeah. time. Like yeah, 20 it's like, to 30. It's years. like the uh, story about uh, Lemmy from Motorhead would drink one whole handle of Jack Daniels every single day. He they, he he talks about it. He's in interviews drinking Jack Daniels. It was his favorite alcohol. He would drink a handle a day. Yeah, that's that's insane, dude. That's mm -hmm. so much alcohol. Meanwhile, I have like three or four cocktails a night and I start feeling super self-conscious, which that is a lot, but it's like no, nothing compared to a handle of Jack Daniels. That guy had to be rip shit 24 seven. Like, he was always, always drunk. He, he, he was talking about it towards the end, towards right before when he died. He was like, there's some, there's some weeks where I just don't remember the week. And it's not because I have memory issues. It's because I was drunk nonstop. It's like, yeah, dude, how crazy. does your body do that? How do you not have the worst hangover? How does your brain not explode? I guess that's the drinking immediately as soon as you wake up part. <laughs> Numb the pain, baby. <laughs> Put it right, right down the gullet. Um, so oh, we're going tequila backslide. Tequila backslide. So we're gonna uh, we're going to Comic Con, and when we get to, I, I we didn't oh, talk about this explicitly. Yeah, that, that was the joke I was making. I was saying. Uh, the, the, the tequila backslide went through waves for me. At first, it was like, hey, we're going to stop drinking just to kind of reset our bodies and feel better about ourselves, and then we're going to go hard. Ah, ha, ha. And then, like, halfway through not drinking, when I started to notice, like, the heavier cravings and stuff like that, I was like, oh, God, maybe this isn't a good idea. And then as we get back close to out of this and back to drinking normally, I'm like, okay, it's funny again. <laughs> it's funny again to me. Yeah, it's it's funny to me. I was, um, I mean, I have a unique relationship with various sorts of addictions obviously i've had addiction problems in the past that i've kicked to the curb and uh i also was um smoking cigarettes when i was drinking and i was drinking probably three to five nights a week and i was drinking a fair amount when i drink and then i would smoke cigarettes when i drink and you were smoking so, a fair amount when you, at, at later at first it wasn't that bad yeah so i kicked them both at the same time didn't go through any kind of cigarette withdrawals or anything which is Nothing. awesome 
yeah. which is which is weird uh mo a lot most people do it at least makes oh. you irritable and i didn't notice that or maybe i, I didn't notice just... you being irritable i didn't notice me being irritable either so i think that um i my cravings at first were more like you get out of the uh out of work at the end of a friday and you're like man i really wish i could drink for me it was psychological uh more than it was physical like i didn't yeah. feel like but I, I got past it. Like, when I got home and I started doing something, I was like, okay, I'm all right. I, I don't really need to drink. Yeah, fill your and time. Distract yourself just like I do, you know, just like you do for anything. Yeah, like you do for anything. Are you going to um, try to absolve from smoking when we go back to drinking? I think so. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Dude, I didn't even, I didn't think, think of how about much it. money you're saving. Yeah, I thought about that a little bit. Um, Again, like, my relationship with smoking with, was different than most people's. Like, a lot of people, when they smoke, are buying cigarettes constantly and for me i'd have like one pack that sat here for a week or sometimes yeah two. um which and is sometimes you'd go through a few packs and it was it was very it was varied yeah it was it was definitely varied and uh i guess also like when i wasn't spending money um over the course of the last two months on things like booze or cigarettes or whatever uh i would be like oh yeah i'm saving all this money but then I would also spend it. I'd be like, I'm well, saving a bunch of money. I I can afford. It's to a spend reallocation some money of funds. Yeah, I That's mean, it, it it's not saving. It's it's because at, just like you know, we're we're the same in this respect. If we have money, we're gonna spend it. It's yes. that's just that's just what it is. It's more fun to be a consumer than it is to not. So you know, oh shit, I didn't buy blank. That means I've got fifty bucks right now. I'm gonna buy other thing. Yeah, and for me, a lot of the time, that's like games or something, you know. Um, hey, they don't actively destroy your life. So that's true. Win -win. I'll well, take that any they, day. Though. They can. They can. But, they can. But, you can get really addicted to like World of Warcraft <laughs> and get like sores on your back from sitting in your chair too many Yeah, days they, and... do, they don't actively destroy my life, but they're right. out there destroying lives. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think altogether, though, my net uh, savings per week did go up. I yeah. definitely wasn't Which is completely neat. That's just a neat thing. Yeah. Um, so I saved a shit ton of money for uh, Comic-Con, which I'm excited about. And um, yeah. so I, we didn't talk about this at all, but I thought what would happen was that we would have our first drink of our tequila backslide together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I thought that was the plan. Hon honestly, I just thought that was the plan when you said I thought that was the plan too. And we haven't uh, discussed it, but Oh, we... I see. I thought you meant on the podcast. No, yeah, you're no, right. I we never said it, but that was always my assumption was like, we'll get to New York right. City and we'll have a really awesome 11:30 a.m. congratulatory we're in New York, we did it tequila backslide that's exactly my plan <laughs> yeah. i was thinking the same thing like we find that we pop in we meet up we stop into a bar and we get ourselves a tequila i backslide. was i was tempted to buy a special bottle of tequila aside and just bring it but then i was like because technically that will save us money and we're not sure if we'll be able to find cocktails at 11 30 on our way to con i'm sure we could but it's new york city but it would yeah. be it would take a minute of like hey or is your guys's bar open yet yeah okay cool let's get it so i was yeah. like maybe i'll just buy a little thing of tequila we could show up and just slam shots and then go to the con <laughs> yeah that would be a tequila backslide no that would be bad that was so, so so with our with our batman flasks we bought batman oh, flasks for I, a bit that we did dude i wish i could we could i could that's a stupid idea you do the the, the Security at Con is a joke. Let's just be real. And yes. you, but they do have metal detectors, so yes. I'm like, I could get a rubber flask. You could. You could. <laughs> and freaking tequila backslide my entire Thursday away. Yeah. 
So um, that's totally possible. And drinks are crazy expensive at Comic Con. Yeah, they're they're worth it a few times. Like like last year, we got a few. They're worth it a few times, but they're not like I want to kind of day drink with my buddy. Let's spend twelve dollars per cocktail at the con. Yeah, Lucas was saying that like if we're gonna get drinks before we do karaoke, that we should leave, go to a bar, and yeah, and then go back. Yep. And he's and he's totally right. And there's a lot of bars right outside of of con too. Yes. And we did manage to find that one booth last year where the people made the drinks like way stronger than all the other booths were. And that was pretty cool. That one person in specific, because I got like three drinks and two of them were awesome. And then the one of them was like, oh, where's the where's my baby? It was some guy. I don't remember who it was. That's exactly that's exactly it. Um, So we talked about inventing the tequila backslide, a mixed drink. Yeah, uh, it'll be like our Timbo, dude. This can be our legacy. That's what I was thinking. We can order one at a bar that's right there. We should <laughs> we should we close should. out a bar Friday night and only <laughs> order our tequila backslide the whole time and try to convince the bartender to make the tequila backslide something there. That would be so awesome. We'll if have to somebody, spend like $300, suffer a terrible hangover, and potentially not make our way back to the hotel. But for the fact of our legacy, something to make our kids that aren't going to exist proud— we need to do this. You got to make sacrifices. You got to make sacrifices. <laughs> so, uh, so I had an idea. Um, oh, so uh, the the point of tequila and why it's healthier than other liquors is that it's supposed to be heart healthy, right? Uh, yep. That's and part of it. Lower calorie because it's not made from um, it's not made from like wheats and stuff. It's made from agave. No, yes. it's made. Yes, no, it's made from agave. You're yep, right. which um, on the glue. glycemic index is insanely low your body processes it better than it does like cane sugars and wheat sugars and shit like that so the other thing that um tequila and also uh vodka and in general clear liquors have uh, um over liquors and beer is that uh all the other alcohols range really high or really low on the acidity and base scale and uh tequila and vodka right in the middle right sitting in the sweet spot they're good on your tummy they're they're better for your stomach. They're less right. This is all. By the way, this is all we're saying. Better. <laughs> it's better. Not, we're yeah, not saying on it's a great. relative scale of drinking absinthe or tequila. It's like maybe don't slam absinthe. You're not Marilyn Manson. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Although I would love to be. So I was thinking uh, tequila, cranberry juice. I can't it's believe, healthy. I can't believe you said cran. Okay, I'm listening uh now the next part uh, is where i'm i'm missing it and i want it to be garnished with a lime uh i, I okay. don't know what i mean I tequila and lime right yeah. hand in hand tail as this time it needs to have something else in it though or else it's just a well drink i'm well well drinks are kind of cocktails um rum and coke mm. is a cocktail but it's also mm. just a, no don't don't aim me it, it is and you know uh, a screwdriver is just orange juice and vodka so. That's true, and it, and the screwdriver is a classic cocktail. Yeah, but it's gin also and, it's also gin and tonic. Well you gonna tell me a gin and tonic's just a well drink? I mean, it is a well drink, but just yes. a well drink, <laughs> but not just it's, a well drink. It's a well drink that transcends well drinks. Yeah. So, but I see what you're saying. You're want so, Did you know? Fun fact. Hey, fun fact. Hey, let's learn a little bit on the podcast today. And you did know this because I think I've talked about this a million times. The reason why two and three ingredient cocktails and well drinks are so prevalent is specifically because uh they had to hide the fact that they were mixing things with alcohol during prohibition 
So it was very easy to just stock a ton of orange juice and cranberry juice in your bar and just be like, we serve juice here as well. And then be like, would you like some vodka in those? And then I'll get you a screwdriver or I'll get you a, a cran vodka or whatever the fuck it is that you're after. Because before that, the Manhattan, the old fashioned, they're very elaborate. You're muddling, you're setting the orange peel on fire and you're squeezing it just right. They're very elaborate, the right amount of water, blah, blah, blah. But Prohibition was like, fuck it. You get one drip mixer and one really shittily bathtub liquor. Call it a day. Yeah, the old well drink. The old well drink. It's a class. Oh, but anyways, um, yes. I First off, the fact that you said cranberry was awesome because I don't think enough cocktails take advantage of cranberry at all. Mm-hmm. Like Cranberry vodka is one of my favorite drinks just because I love cranberry. It has nothing to do with my love for vodka. I don't really have a love for vodka. It's a tasteless mixer. But cranberry juice freaking rules. It does. It does freaking rule. I also really like cranberry juice in cocktails, or and eh, mostly in cocktails. I don't really drink it on its own. So I have two submissions. Uh-huh. One is your classic fruit juice cocktail. So tequila sunrises are classic. The orange, I think it's orange juice or pineapple juice? I don't pineapple know. Pineapple juice, I think. Te- yep, tequila, and then grenadine that, as it sifts down through, it you know it kind of separates and it creates that sunrise look. Actually, me thinking that it's pineapple juice makes me sure that it's orange juice. <laughs> it flips you back. So <laughs> yeah. regardless, maybe it's both. Uh, I'm not going to look it up right now. Uh, but regardless, um, I'm thinking, so you go, you stick in the in the in that flavor profile, but instead of grenadine, you use cranberry juice. And uh, instead of orange juice, you use apple juice. Here's why. Cran apple's awesome. But mm. what you do is you put the apple juice and the tequila down in there. Then you take mm-hmm. the mixer cup full of full of cranberry juice and you pour it in there. So, because this isn't going to separate; these are two light liquids. It's just going to oh, fill yeah. it and change it. That's the backslide part of the tequila backslide. I love that. And then I want this is stupid, but I want it an apple wedge, not a lime wedge. I want an actual piece. There's no apple in cocktails ever. I want the yeah. apple in there. So, um, on board with the apple. There's no apples in cocktails. There's no apples in cocktails. That can be our backslide. It's going to be tough to find a bar. <laughs> no, where... we'll bring our own apples. <laughs> okay. We'll we take an apples. apple out of our of, out of our Naruto bag we got for free at the Shonen Jump <laughs> thing, slap it down on the table and say, listen here, son. <laughs> you ever heard of a tequila backslide? I, I think it's that. got I think it's got legs. And my second I'm submission. In. So that one's very sweet. Apple juice, cranberry juice. The 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 pouring of it in is supposed to muddle it all up. That's the backslide part. Um mm-hmm. and ice. This has to be on ice. It, it just that one does to me for some reason. Okay. The second one, I want to go more of a savory bitter cocktail, like a Ooh. gin and tonic that's not usually Those super sweet. Savory bitter tends to be my favorite. Too much sweetness yeah. and I get like all weirded yeah. out. So I want tequila and seltzer water, not tonic water. Seltzer water doesn't have the sugar in it. Um, okay. I want uh, what would be a good sweetener? Not grenadine. A good just mint, light sp- mint leaves. Ooh, this yes. Here's why. I want mint leaves muddled with a little bit of lime in the bottom. Womp womp, kind of mojito-y. Ooh. Then you pour in the tequila, mix it all up. Seltzer water, because the bubbles are going to lift it. And then I personally want fresh jalapeno slices floating at the top of the water. Wow. 
it'd be kind of like a because the mint and the jalapeno actually go to better together than people think mint and spice work together because mint is just cold spice that's a weird thing to say but you know what i mean the lime and tequila is a classic and the seltzer water is just to dilute it a little bit so you're not getting punched in the face by acid and tequila you know what what i love that i love it tequila backslide seltzer i'm writing it down too should we try it yeah i'm totally into it i really like it oh yeah tequila seltzer uh we have seltzer mint, oh yeah mint leaves modeled with a lime modeled with lime with lime and and just to be clear fresh jalapenos on top not pickled that would be disgusting fresh jalapeno slices oh, you let them died. soak up the liquor you let them sit there in the water and get a little bit you know softer and while you're drinking the drink and then at the end you get a real spicy kick yeah i really like that i like it a lot it's probably terrible but i'm excited to find out i don't think it will be i think it's going to be really good dynamite some may say i think it'll be dynamite are we going to try to get a bar to actually make that for us or are we just going to do that ourselves no i want to get i want to go to a bar we can get them to make both i bet as long as we bring our own apple of course yeah, we'll just get an apple. And there's going to be really, really expensive grocery stores that have really shoddy produce that we can pick up an apple from. Nay, there's some decent bote- bodegas. I almost said Bottega. I'll just have like a bag of apples that I'll bring with me <laughs> back with my stuff. That... <laughs> a Johnny Appleseed sticking uh, uh, stick handkerchief bag that you're walking <laughs> around with your clothes in. Yeah, literally. Are, were Johnny those ever Appleseed. a real thing? uh i don't know i don't know i would assume that they're not yeah it's not it's not practical and i've tried to tie a like a big bandana to a stick and you can't hold anything in there you could hold minimal things yeah yeah and and the stuff could just fall out the side and if you're Mm. a hobo you need to protect that shit that's the only shit you've got it had it has to be like a specialized fabric that has big u's in it so that the 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 corners of it are super long so that you can tie them appropriately and create a dropped sack but even then i don't know not a lot of room not very practical also were those for hobos i thought they were more for wanderers homeless wanderers like uh people trying to catch a train to a different city uh so interesting thing uh the transient man was a hobo what that's what a hobo is i thought hobos were like homeless people that live specifically in one location in a city trying to beg nope they're transient homeless people well what are those people uh back in the 40s and 50s they used to call them winos i love it yeah that's what they called them often because oftentimes those people were also drunks well, uh, yeah, that that kind of goes hand in hand, unfortunately. Actually, not just oftentimes then. Oftentimes now, those people are often drunks, too. Gotta cope with it somehow. Um, yeah, so there's all that. Hey, listen, I've got... <laughs> <laughs> I did I did bring an Well, hold breaker. on. Before we switch off topics, we gotta stick on Comic-Con. I, I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, okay. So, do you know... Uh, the, 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 maybe, uh, chicken's done this to you. Franny has definitely done this to me. Uh, the meme slash, uh, stereotype that girlfriends will have a dream that makes them mad at their boyfriends slash husbands, uh, so that when they wake up, they're actually mean to them. And they're like, you did something to me in a dream and I'm mad at you. You cheated on me. You did this. Mm -hmm. Has chicken ever done that to you? No. 
Yeah, Chicken doesn't seem like that kind of lady. Um, she also dreams about me more so than you, so is, yeah. you're scot-free. I had a dream that we went to Com. This was three nights ago mm-hmm. that we went to Comic-Con. And me, you, DJ was there, even though he's not going this year. Me, you, DJ, Jake, and Patrick were walking through Comic-Con, having the time of our lives, walking down the street in New York City. And Lucas came out of uh, probably an alley in my dream. It just, he showed up. So he could have just phased through a wall for all I know. Um, Shows up and he starts chit-chatting about, oh, I love Comic-Con. This is great. I can't wait. And I was like, wait, you weren't here. What are you doing? And Mm -hmm. I... You got excited that he was there, rightfully so. He's our nutting buddy. Um, And you were like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to do this, this. And you and him just started walking off. And I was like, wait, wait, Charles, wait. So I started chasing after you guys, like, I want to be a part of this. This seems like fun in the city. And then you, but you were so invested in Lucas's presence that you forgot about me. And you guys disappeared. And I was all alone in the city. And I woke up and I went, that motherfucker wanted Lucas to come so he could leave me in the city. And I got real mad. I got real mad at my boyfriend. So now you have to be a boyfriend and and assure me that you're not going to ditch me for Lucas in the city. Well, that could happen. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be sticking together and splitting apart. It's going to be all over. Oh, the that is you know, not reassuring at all. I was mostly planning on leaving all you guys for Patrick. I don't know if you've seen, but I've been like saying stuff to him like, hey, Patrick, what if we cosplay? Your guys' and... chemistry has been off the charts, and I am so jealous. Well, I met him last year, and I felt myself punching through his hard exterior and his uh, crunchy crusty exterior yeah and i felt myself uh penetrating down into the deep soft underneath where right. uh i explored around in there after right. the, after i penetrated and found right. that there was a lot to like question are you talking about the time he said i will most definitely never cosplay with you yeah <laughs> that's what i'm talking about <laughs> that's the one moment that did it for you well for me last year it was when we were standing in a crowd and i said wow i really wish i had somebody tall who could catch these packs of cards that they're hurling through the air and patrick said i'm tall and i was like <gasps> and then he i never up. noticed it as i looked up a foot to see your face yeah and then he uh he reached up and he tipped one and then i grabbed it off the ground wow that was the Yu-Gi-Oh cards right uh pokemon cards pokemon cards right yeah. right 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 yeah no, we'll we'll stick together if anything i'm worried that maybe the other dudes will get jealous that there's a lot of you me and lucas we're the yeah. nutty buddies we are we nut that's what we yeah. do. That's what we're known yeah. for. Well, so I'm 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 happy Alex is coming. It's going to be awesome. Um, obviously, I'm going to basically do anything Patrick wants ever because that's my boy, and we've been this is our tradition by all technical. But mm-hmm. uh, it, last year, I, you know what I think it was? Let's get emotional. Let's. Where's my chair? I need to lay back. The best part mm-hmm. of Comic Con last year, and I don't mean to offend anyone if they remember an also great part of Comic Con that I was a part of with them. I love you very much. Thank you. Was uh saturday we just walked around the anime stuff mm-hmm. we for like four hours and we went back and forth to panels we liked multiple times we i have all the pictures saved of us posing in front of like the one piece thing and the dragon ball thing and it was just a, it was a great day yeah yeah uh i love that i love that it was a good i'm day. really i'm really excited that we get to go all four days because i feel like yeah. there were 
there were parts of it that I didn't really get to hit because I was trying to cram in oh, certain no, stuff. Yeah, that was Friday we did that because you didn't get to go on Saturday. No, I didn't get to go. That's what it was. And we were just like, hey, let's explore. Because we'd done some panels and we'd done some like whatever. So we were like, let's explore the floor. Like, cause yeah, because you, you have to. That's where we went and we found our uh, drink booth that uh, had yep. the person that made the strong drinks. We got a couple of drinks. We went around. We took pictures and stuff. Yeah. Balled so hard. MFers were constantly trying to find us. I forget what the other dudes were doing at that time. So I feel uh, DJ, like they went to a panel. DJ and uh, Jake were both attending different panels. Jake really wanted to see an Avatar panel, and DJ really wanted to see a D&D panel or something like that. And Patrick was stuck up pretty much that entire day in the large main stage panels that he stood in line for like two hours early. You know, So he was caught up all day just like for these big panels. Oh, yeah. He had those things that he really wanted to do. Yeah. So we see, were like, I'm okay. I'm a little more freeform in that, like, there's not a lot of wait in line for four hour things that I'm probably going to be doing. Yeah. But at the, I, on the I, other hand, uh, I didn't. I only went to one panel last year, yeah. and I want to hit some panels. See, traditionally, panels are my big thing. Uh, they did it differently in the past, past, where you had to get there early, and they had a person there badging you in, as opposed mm -hmm. to the new reservation system. So Patrick and I would get to the panels we wanted to see early and get badged in and just wait. And we and I, I bought so many comic books at the past cons. I would just pull a comic book out. I'd lay on the floor for an hour and a half just reading these new books. So it was kind of like I read new books that I had just spent some purchasing. Plus I'm there with my friend. Plus we're going to see some big. The second after that is. And this, I'm see, I'm serious. Panels were better a few years ago. Netflix mm. used to come every year. We saw the entire first episode of Jessica Jones at Con a month before it came out. That was awesome. We went to uh, Daredevil season two panel or season three panel. Sorry, we went to the Iron Fist panel, which the panel was better than the show ended up being. Um, there was a lot of big movie announcements. The MCU did some uh, like a few little things there. Um, nothing big. It was mostly Netflix stuff there. Um, but it felt like there was a much stronger like Hollywood presence, which isn't necessarily my thing. But I went to a Hellboy panel for when Hellboy was coming out with David Harbour. Harbour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on stage and he was funny and awesome. Went to the Umbrella. Anyways, all these big panels. This year, it's like there's a which I'm mad actually I didn't get to get in at because it was sold out, but there's like a Halloween um, 45th anniversary panel with Jamie Lee Curtis that I wanted to see that's just like celebration. And there's like a couple, like I know the Wednesday show from Netflix is going to be there and that's cool, mm -hmm. but it's like, it's not enough for me to give a hoot. I, I saw a couple of things that I was a little bit excited about. I'm a little sad that I couldn't go to that uh, Good Omens panel. That yeah. would have been fun. Um, I'm also upset and I hope this year fixes it. I don't want any remote panels. The Vox uh, Machina panel, for example, where it wasn't a real panel, it was a pre-recording. I was like, yeah. no, what is this? I, mean, I could watch I'm, this on my phone. I'm with you on that because um, Critical Role uh, in the, that whole group typically have a huge convention uh, presence. Mm -hmm. Like That's where people come and they see them at all Make kinds of Make a shit ton of money on autographs and stuff. Yeah, and they show up to all kinds of conventions, even small conventions, like all over the world. They fly out to Europe and they go to places where they have smaller fan bases. So I was, I'm really hoping that now that I'm into Critical Role, that I could actually see Critical Role at Comic Con sometime. I just realized, and I'm going to text Patrick. There's no wrestling panel. I know that means nothing to you, and I'm not. Huge it doesn't. But in Sting wrestling? is there. Okay, cool. Sting, <laughs> whatever. He's so old. Uh, 
He's there's always a lot of wrestlers there just doing signings. Like Diamond Dallas Page will be there. Jake the Snake was there one year. Christian and Edge were there getting signed stuff. It's cool. Don't get me wrong, but like Patrick got me to go to an AEW panel, which was a at the time brand new wrestling company that was supposed to take on WWE. And it was like, all right, I don't really care. I don't really watch wrestling. I get into it because my friends are into it, so that's kind of cool. But I don't follow it myself. And then I went to the panel, and I was like, in terms of presence at uh, in the panel the people the personalities the engagement with the fa- fans and then the like surprises because they had people show up that were other wrestlers to call wrestlers out they started fucking knocking tables over and tackling each other i was like this is a panel this isn't just sitting here going oh yeah so i made this uh script a few years ago that everyone loved and thank you bye have a good night no this was like here's what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. And then the fans are like, hey, we loved you in this. How'd you feel in this match? And they'd say some kind of corny like, yeah, do you know he's a really good guy backstage? And then someone would come up to the mic and they'd be like, hey, fuck you. And they'd pull their hat off and it was a competing wrestler and then he would storm them. And like, it was just so, it, it was wow. so ridiculous that even though I didn't know what was going on, I was like, I was in it. Like I was engaged. That, uh, that guy that Patrick really liked was there last year too and he kept seeing him. that doesn't that doesn't get me anywhere near knowing what the hell you're talking about he was like a tatted up AEW straight edge guy that he really liked that used to be part of another wrestling oh oh oh, cm punk yeah and 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 uh uh the tattoo face guy who does the smiles uh the youtube oh god i'm gonna hate that i can't remember his name He's a really fun wrestler, and he's got a huge fan base, and he basically built everything online, like yeah. through word of mouth and stuff. I can't remember his name, but he's awesome. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He was there last year. And we're gonna we're gonna get to do our podcast together next year. Our oh, hotels are shoot. close, aren't they? I got yeah, same. They're not on the same block. You guys are on 38th. We're on 37th. So it's literally like oh, that's super out, close. But it's on the same block of 38th and 37th. It's not like streets over. You just go out and around the block, and you walk right in. Yeah. Yeah. Out to the edge of your street, down one street, over, and we're boom. It's awesome. I'm, I'm super excited. I actually am a little bit excited about doing hotel instead of Airbnb too, because the Airbnb was small. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't um, bad, but it was sketchy. It was, it was a little sketchy. The area, dude. The floors were tilted sideways. (laughs) Yeah, that was a little sketchy. (laughs) The Uh, door lock wouldn't work. (laughs) Yeah, that was very sketchy. Um, (laughs) that's probably the sketchiest part. Yeah. but hotels are fairly standard place to place. Like yeah. the room, what you expect. They also yeah. have breakfast and coffee in the morning, typically. I hope ours does. They changed the way they did ours in the past to having a, um, like a like a paid for breakfast that was a buffet and much cheaper, but it was nicer than a Continental. It, it was weird. I was like, I just hope there's like, just put out muffins. Just give me free muffins, man. I'm good. Uh, I'd be happy with bagels and coffee bagels oh yeah we've got to go get our jewiest pastrami sandwich we can find yep because last year we got you got a freaking you actually gave me some it was delicious uh bagel and uh lox lox and what's it called uh lox and capers and cream cheese yeah but and is, it, was is a, it just called lox yes. when you're like ordering the bagel yes yeah okay okay uh and it was called this one was a j bagel that it was, was huge a, and you weren't gonna get it i'm so no, happy I, I talked you into it me too, because it was really good. I didn't finish it, but I ate a lot of it. Yeah, and I took some too. It was my first time ever having lox. I'd had smoked salmon in the past, but I'd never had a bagel sandwich with it, and it was freaking awesome. Yeah, they're delicious. They're very delicious. But we're doing um, some cuisine that is yet to be determined fully Thursday night with Jake Friends. 
We're going to yeah, find I'm, I'm excited the for that. Jewiest deli we can. I shouldn't say that so many times on a podcast, but whatever. In order just do it. I want a really <laughs> really good pastrami sandwich with just mustard and on rye. That's it. Mm-hmm. The ones I'm that are totally so big you have to actually like pull the meat off and then eat it. Um and then shawarma. We're getting shawarma. Yeah, I would love to get shawarma. Jake's never, had, never it. had it. Charles never has had never had, had it. it. Yep. Sorry, Charlie's never had it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to correct it. Uh yeah. Yeah. All that is gonna be great. And uh, the food's the best part. I'm looking forward to it's, going to the- I want to get those mochi donuts again. I uh like I said, I, I saved up a bunch of money and I'm gonna buy some stuff. I last year I didn't buy a lot of stuff. The um, number one thing I'm hoping to be able to buy this year is um from that Atsuko Atsuko uh uh booth with the one piece sweatshirt that I still regret not buying. So uh I know a little bit more about that company than I knew last year, and that is that they have a crazy amount of anime clothes they yeah. release they release things like once a month yeah. and uh i bought the zoro shirt la- yep. that they had there it last was so year. sick i've i've got two shirts of theirs now i bought another one online yeah. um they're pretty expensive but they're actually cheaper at con surprisingly than they are online so I was and like, they're and they're nice yeah i think it was the sweatshirt was like 70 bucks there last year at con it's like 90 on their website or something Mm-hmm. um they're really good quality so what i want to do is thursday go right there because if you remember when we were there on friday they were like we're sold out of everything except extra larges and i was like oh i'm not an extra large um so uh this this is in aside this is a side topic also here. last year was mostly one piece stuff there because it was coinciding with the 25 25th anniversary of one piece so it was like really done up and yeah, and there were voice actors there. Yeah, so this year it'll a, be a little different, but still sick. There's a lot more famous voice actors. And by more famous, I mean larger in quantity and also larger in popularity that are yeah. going to be there. Yeah, it was just the American dub voice actors there last time. There's still a lot of American no dub disrespect. voice actors. No disrespect. No disrespect, but. But these are like the cream of the crap American dub voice actors. Yeah. Like your dude who voices Vegeta and Piccolo. And... <laughs> this is like the cream of the crap, the really big names, like that guy who voices <laughs> Vegeta and that I... other guy. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Chris Sabat. Um, it's too late, man. The damage is done. Uh, yes, yeah, so there's that. Um, so I. Freeform though we are, I wrote this down. Talk about Comic Con. <laughs> okay, we did. We nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, On to the next one. Uh, so the next thing I got is um, Allie suggested we should try each other's gas station snacks. Come back and review. Uh, While at Con, you mean? Yeah. Genius. We can actually review it at Con when we're doing the podcast at Con. Yep. Yeah, Which we can even get... do it in person. I need to get two more mics. Oh shit. I I say that we either um i we probably want a round robin let's we each rotate to the right and then yeah like, yeah oh yeah 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 for sure you know? i'm into that yeah um and uh after that my topic that i've got here is uh what do you think the sexiest name is male or female and what's the least sexy we talked about this on the uh on the list episode one time i don't remember how it came up or no it was on the listy but or the the listy buddies i think um, and I believe my official answer there was Maria, which I 
stand by for the record. Oh, I remember this now. I yeah, think I, I think I stand by that, but I've got a few more that I'd be happy to to talk about as well. Did you have one prepared? Well, so I'm going to start with the least sexy name. I really this hope a... they have some of this Berserk. Clo- Sorry, I went to Atsuko.com immediately and like, I want the- any Berserk clothing they have there. I'm going to have Jake pinch me so many times. They've got a lot of uh, Yu Yu Hakusho clothes. Yeah, they do. And it's sick. It's, it's so really sick. sick. Okay, sorry. Some, continue. Some sexy really names. Cool. Uh, I'm starting with the least sexy name, and this is a male name. Keith. Uh, Amos. Ooh, Amos is bad. Amos and, is uh, bad. And it's so unsexy, I think, because it's so close to anus. And <laughs> I disagree. I think it's sexy because it's not anus. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. It's the, it's the least sexy because it is sounds like anus. Ah. And then, and then I think it's also the most sexy name because it sounds like anus. I see. Got, I see no, I see what you did there. I see. I double, see what you did. Double edged sword. So when you're having a butt sex with a man named Amos, you can just shout out "Oh, Amos!" over and over again, and he'll just be like, "That's where you are." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just a lot that you can do with that. <laughs> and, that and that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that's the dumbest thing you've ever brought to the podcast, Charles. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, the other thing is that let's uh, let's try some foot shedding shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slather, listening. You slather it on your feet and your feet shed like snakes. Are you say we go to Koreatown and go to the uh, beauty place and buy some? Big time. I mean, I think we're relatively close to Koreatown again. You guys were in Koreatown last time. I think we're close to it this time. Yeah, I mean, we're never more than... I mean, last time we were really, like, right next to it. Yeah, what was the uh, hotel last time? Airbnb in, like, 35th Street? Or am I Uh, thinking of the wrong... I don't know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I do not remember, but we're going to (laughs) be... We're gonna be close enough. And also, I'm if I if I want to go somewhere that's like a little further away, I'm freaking, I'm Ubering because my feet were killing me last time. And by oh, the that's next... something I have to I have to do. I have to buy shoes before then. Like this. So weekend. do I. Yeah. So do I. I do too. Because I'm I'm not spending a day like limping around because. My do you remember how bad me. I bruised my feet last time? Bad. I bruised both my big toes and pinky toes just from walking. Like the nails were purple. Yeah, the first day I was all hype and energetic. The next day I was like, wow, it hurts to walk. (laughs) Yeah, that is how she goes. Uh, Yeah, so foot shedding shit. We're going to put it on, our feet are going to shed, and then we're going to talk about it. Um, Okay. I can get down with with some um, beautification conversation. Yeah. Oh, my Uh, God, there's a Hiei shirt. You know how I feel about Hiei. Does it have, if you highlight, I think it shows, like, he's on the back in a different way. Yeah, no, this is the one he's on the back holding his sword with his shirt off and on the front in Japanese letter. Yeah, it's Isn't awesome. It? Yeah, it's so sick. Um, So next I have, uh, a lot of people are out there using their cell phones. And they are, <laughs> okay. they're playing, they're I playing. How like, like this is going? <laughs> So they use them for all kinds of stuff. They use them to look stuff up on the internet, and they use right. them to make phone calls less often, and they use them for text messaging. But also, right. they use them to play games. And, so uh, true. What I want to know is, over the years, what are the top three cell phone app games 
for you that you've played. Uh, and I, I brought mine so that you could even think about it. Okay. A bit. okay. So um, my number one, and I re-downloaded this a couple years in a row. I, don't, I haven't played it in a long time, but I was playing it quite a bit at one point. Marvel Contest of Champions. No, it's a terrible game. Uh, yeah, that's why I don't play it anymore. But, <laughs> but you could collect them and stuff. And, okay, so true, here's the other so part. True. I had stopped playing it, and I hadn't played it in a couple of years. And then I went to Dave & Buster's in Syracuse. Oh, and I'm I'm drinking, and I'm walking around with Allie, and I see it. I look over. Marvel Contest of Champions. It's an arcade game, and it's way cooler than the phone one because there's a joystick and, like, well they can't microtransaction you they're quite the same well that's where you're wrong because (laughs) because when you every time you play it spits out a card that you can scan to then upload that character oh my god so you get real yeah all right so they can they find a way to microtransaction you and that's how you you spend your money and you get a card and um I got like a small handful of these cards now, and they're really and they're really cool. Can you take them back, and then when you start up a brand new game, scan them in? Yeah. So now that I have the cards, I could be like, I want to use Spider-Man, Storm, and Hulk. But if you didn't have any, then it just gives you. That's when they get you. So it's it's a expensive buy-in, but not that bad after. Honestly, you rack them up pretty fast because I've only played it very casually once a year at Dave and Buster's, and I already have like a. I, I don't care about how many times how much money i don't know you just put money on the dave and buster's card and... <laughs> you just i don't know i just swiped the damn thing i don't ask questions okay probably like 50 cents i don't that if i had to guess per card no so so yeah and okay game, i was like there's per... no way you spent 50 cents only and got that many no, nah, for playing on this game. It's like 50 cents of gameplay. Right. But if but if Allie and I both play, then we each get a card. Right, 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 right. I see what you you're see saying what now. Saying. I'm back. I'm caught up. I'm caught up. Okay, so, so Marvel Contest of Champions. Here, I'll give one now in between. Okay. The most OG game, I don't care what anyone says, the fame, notoriety, and infamy that it got was 100% worth it. It's the best game I've ever played on a phone. Flappy Bird. That's not even ironic. Like when that game came out and how hard it was and your one friend would get to 22 and you were like, I'm going to get to 23. And just it's the stupidest touch screen, touch screen. But it's so good. It is so good. And I was really good at that game. And fun fact, they also have that at Dave and Buster's and you can play. I I know they've licensed that. It's not nearly as good as on the phone, but it's still a lot of fun. You can play. You know why it's not as good as it is on the phone? What? It's free on your phone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or at least it was when it existed. Yeah. Uh, you can still download the uh, 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 SDK, which is like an app file, and put it on your phone. You can still download the knockoff app called Fappy Bird. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. I'm listening. I'm, I'm not joking. You can. No, download. no. I believe that you're telling me the cold, hard truth. Yeah, look up Fappy Bird. No, I'm good. It. Just <laughs> maybe, look it up on the, on the App Store, though. Don't just Google that. Don't cause... just Google. Oh, my God. Is there Flappy Bird porn? I bet there probably well, is. Well, yeah, Rule 34, so it's it's got to be. If you type in Rule 34, you'll probably Well, I'm not it. doing that. I know my limitations, good sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, my next game is... Uh, this game was super hype when it came out, and I played a lot of this game for a while. But also, uh, it's on my list because of what a phenomenon it was. 
Oh, Can- Candy Crush. Candy Crush. Yeah. E- no, you're ev- right. Everybody was playing it. If you were making a top five of all time list like you do on your list episodes, uh, it would be it would have to go on there just for the phenomenon that it was. Everybody was playing it. Everybody's mom was playing it. That's how intense it was. It's it's the perfect the four-year-old asking you if you have candy crush all the way up to your grandma saying i'm on i'm on uh level 242 and you're like oh my god okay (laughs) yeah it it had something for everybody least of all us because we're (laughs) we're of the age group where we realize how many things are better than that so to be fair it scratches the same brain itch as something like hexic on the xbox or mm-hmm. like well, like Tetris. It scratches the Tetris itch that everyone has, just not everyone indulges in. Uh, I think Ali and I have found that the game that we like the most out of those genre is uh, Wordscapes is a lot of fun. Um, it's like a word scramble yep, puzzle game. Yep, it's where fun. then you try to make a word out of the connected letters and whatever. Yeah, and we're on level like 7,590. Yeah, because it never, it, it plateaus heavy. I mean, it's hard. It's hard, but it plateaus heavy. And then you start getting used to the patterns and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that they think this is a word. And then you punch it in every single time. Yeah. The Uh, minute you see like three letters, you're like, all right, I'm trying snow now. I know it's going to be in there. Snow. uh, So what do you what do you got for your number two? All right. My number two is uh, so real quick, honorable mention. I don't remember the name of this game, but when the original iPhone came out, I'm talking the iPhone 3G, the very first one that could connect to the internet on the thing. There was this weird Pokemon ripoff game that you could get, and you collected monsters and you battled them against other people and you leveled them up, and obviously had microtransactions. That Kia showed me. Mm-hmm. I bought an iPod Touch with. I saved up money doing firewood specifically to buy an iPod Touch specifically to play that game, and I put like for, like 40 bucks into it total. I never really put a ton down there. And they removed it from the app store and I lost it all forever. And I still can't remember anything about it. All I know is I loved it. But anyways, wow. my, um, my number two, or my next, Fruit Ninja, baby. Another classic. Another one that everyone tried. It was one of the first games to come out on, on iPhones and iPods. It's phenomenal. Another one you can play at Dave & Buster's. I And that one actually is just as good at there because it's huge. And you're using your whole hands. It's a great time. And when you're playing on your phone, you unlock new swords, which is exciting, and you unlock uh, new abilities, which is exciting. It's just silly, man. It's just silly. I should have, I should have made this a top three Dave and, Bust- <laughs> Dave and Buster's list. Should have just made it a top ten mobile game list, and we could have just kept going. Uh, I have a third mobile game, but then I just thought of something else, and I think I have to it's change it. Number three, the big phenomenon that still exists, and they made a movie about. Uh, no. Okay. And I didn't really play that much of it either. Um, oh, okay. So number three is this generic game that... So they had a game that was out. It was called Puzzles and Dragons, where you collected different dragons, and then you did these like quick puzzles to do stuff. We found a similar game where you collected these monsters, and then you like made them eat each other to level up, and then turn them into more monsters and then you could trade them and then form teams and clans and do these crazy like boss battles and it was okay. called it was called battle camp and at one point we were all so obsessed with it that like we were sitting in a room together on different uh places the furniture, <laughs> there furniture. You go. that's what those things are called right right 
<laughs> places that use it. Um, and Lucas is sitting silently swiping madly, and I'm doing it, and Mosher's doing it, and Garrett's doing it with three people's phones. And like you would, I remember you telling me about this. And we would like have to go do something or whatever, and everyone would hand Garrett their phones, and he would have like an array of phones, like a command station where he was just. Well, he's got what you would call like an insanely damaging addiction to gaming. Yeah, he does. And, it and was... it's not gaming as a whole. It's whatever game for the next year he is going to commit all time, energy, and money into. And you yeah. can never guess what it's going to be. It just happens. Yeah, he sank hard into battle camp. He played that long after the rest of us stopped. And um, yeah, he just really did it. My number uh, my number three is one that I'm really shocked you didn't say. The greatest mobile game of all time. So technically it's my number one, but this isn't a real list. This isn't a list episode. It's Pokemon Go, man. Oh, wow. Pokemon uh, Go is the greatest mobile game. It was a phenomenon. I think it was actually culturally and societally a positive thing that happened that summer that everyone got in on. Everyone was going out and moving around and communing. You'd go to a park and just talk to strangers because they'd let you know about a Pokemon that's right over there. And, hey, help me with this gym and whatever. It was so awesome. It was awesome. And now nobody's doing it anymore. It's still, yeah, it still exists. And I do have some friends that are like, let me launch it up and catch a few Pokemon. I'm like, that's cool. But to the degree that it was, nah, it's it's long gone. It'll never be the same. Oh, shit. Uh, and, and also, your favorite uh, game, your favorite app game is definitely... Uh, um, <laughs> He's cooking something up. <laughs> cooking something up. <laughs> With the pets and they're battling each other. Super Auto Pets is not a phone game. It is a game that is on your phone, but it, it is. is a port. The original game is just a shitty web browser game that I love. Yeah, you sure do love it. Super Auto Pets. I was playing it right before you got on today. I was just sitting here like, I'll do a quick run. Let me get in here. I think I have. I know, hold on. I know that you were. I, just started, I already knew that you were. I just playing started it. playing it this year, um, and I have 190 hours on it. And it's, so, not a, it's not like an RPG that you put five, six, seven hours in a day to grind through a story or whatever. It's the dumbest little team builder, and a round takes what? six minutes five minutes you're just unless you lose really fast unless even less yeah or unless you're doing really well yeah and if you're doing really well they can go a little bit longer but it's it's not it's against people but not real time so you get to kind of choose how you do it's a dumb game and i love it but it is not a phone game uh and i have an honorable honorable mention for hungry shark evolution now not angry game. birds no fuck hungry shark Ed evolution was just an, a dot io game uh i don't know about that uh, <laughs> I can I cannot vouch for that statement. <laughs> you're a shark, and I had yeah. my uh, I had my phone, and you tip it around, mm -hmm. uh, and the sharks swim in at different speeds. You click it, and he boosts, and yep. you're eating stuff and growing bigger and, and bigger, 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 and yep. buying better sharks. It's like the mobile version of that Xbox game that you just Donut started playing, County man eater oh man eater yeah no so that the reason why Just i call a that 2D a version of man eater the reason why i call that a dot io game is there's these all all these tons of games slither dot io jelly i think it's called dot blob dot io i think it's called actually instead you're you start as something small you travel around and get bigger and bigger and bigger and try to eat everything and everything and everything and then eventually you either die or you win yeah yeah it's you like sure it's it's katamari damasi 
you know? I and like it's, it. a, it's a phenomenal game. I got so into Slither.io, which is the snake version, and you have to make big loops and capture your enemies inside mm-hmm. to kill them and get bigger. I love those games. Love them. Yeah. They're but great. It's, it's Angry Birds, though? You didn't say Angry Birds? Fuck Angry Birds. Hill Climb Racing? One of the greatest phone games ever? You just played... unlock the moon and do backflips for points and then buy new cars. Uh pappy jump if you want no if you actually wait pappy jumps the one where you're going up boing boing yeah, yeah. pappy jumps awesome uh <laughs> also dave and busters uh yes, yes you know what's uh uh what was i just oh a really good like legitimately good gaming experience on your cell phone besides Fortnite, but again not a phone game asphalt it's straight up like gran turismo forza style racing game phenomenal graphics great controls if you just want to play a racing game in your spare time it's free download asphalt i think they're up to like nine or something it's awesome there's ads of course so those are annoying there is microtransactions they don't really benefit you unless you just want to deck out your car immediately for some reason um but that and also call of duty mobile was actually really fun i didn't play it i i recommend you even still check it out there was a such a hard push to make mobile gaming a viable gaming platform, and it's still going on. Asus is still making gaming phones. Uh, Razer makes the attachments so that you have physical buttons to turn your phone into a switch, which that's the most viable one. That's the best version of it. Um, X Cloud, you can stream Xbox games to your to your phone and play them. Like they're still trying, man. And it does. It is. It's got merit. It's just not great. It's just there's just better options out there. Yeah, available for doing switch steam deck uh fucking old tablets like anything all just so much better game boy just buy an old game boy oh yeah yeah no i i agree but i am also a proponent of mobile gaming getting better because i think cell phones despite how damaging they may be to our attention spans are an all-in-one insanely bad it's what it's the best invention ever it's besides the wheel it's the greatest invention ever made because of what it's capable of it is everything it is everything. It's all the information in the world. It's communication. It's entertainment. It's fucking resources. It's everything. It's annoying, man, but it's everything. Man, fuck the wheel. Yeah, uh, no, you know what? <laughs> I People been about the wheel for too goddamn long, and I'm here to say iPhones. Talking about the wheels. <laughs> yeah. Fucking bullshit. I feel so stupid. I feel so dumb right now. <laughs> Um, talking about gaming, you see all these PlayStation exclusives that are coming <laughs> to PC. So talking about, uh, y- yes, I have, and I'm very mad and very happy about them. Uh, me too. Me too. I think similarly, but probably for different reasons. They are strategically timed exclusives to fuck yeah. with Microsoft's interconnected ecosystem that they're trying to create. And they are curated to not be the best of the best but be the best of the last and that's well, insanely well insulting. i mean no i mean the um i mean the playstation games that are all yeah, releasing that's yeah, what i'm that's talking, what about. talking about yeah too. there's a reason why sony only put out spider-man on pc not miles morales well they're putting miles morales out it, now it, it'll be a little bit longer after it got its two-year exclusivity on ps5 like that's what i'm saying they're not doing it for you they're doing it to slow down microsoft's because if they were doing it for you they would be re- releasing not necessarily day one but faster and more openly because again last of us two not coming to pc last of us one i think finally is and that game's from like 2013 or some shit yeah i'm waiting like, for no the it's one. cool the I, the I, fact that it's more accessible is cool i'm not trying to take that away but i'm saying mm-hmm. this is not a good job sony this is a i see what you're doing sony 
Yeah, no, I'm not congratulating Sony. I'm just saying I want to play him. And you're gonna, and it's gonna be uh, God of War was hype to come out on PC. I may have disliked yeah. it, but that was hype as hell. I played the um, the Spider-Man PlayStation game, the Love exclusive. It. Yep. Phenomenal. It was so yep. good, and yep. uh, I'm really excited to play Miles Morales. It looks See, really I'm good. not playing Miles Morales uh, specifically because it's the same game. And I know that's not a negative. I'm not even trying to choose that as a negative. I'm just saying I played Spider-Man, and it was awesome, and I'm very happy to have had that. Okay. You know, like, yeah, okay. Uh story was really good it was very good it was so good i loved it the doc ock like like continuation throughout all the way to the end was phenomenal um i i loved all the one-off villains they got to bring in like tombstone and stuff mr negative ended up not being the real villain all that shit was awesome it was yeah it was very awesome it was the whole the whole story was just so good it got a little bit repetitive and it was definitely perpetuating a police state propaganda uh like mm-hmm. spider-man setting up surveillance everywhere that could see anything you were doing but like come on it's spider-man i was having fun yeah you love to see it i love to see it, it makes you feel like spider-man it really does um the other thing that i've got this is my last topic i brought to talk about on this nope. less of a topic is just something i wanted to observe uh you're an so, observational kind of guy i am I am. You're a real uh, stare at people in the car next to us as they get really uncomfortable kind of guy. Or right in front of me in <laughs> or person. Or just standing there, yeah. Yeah. Can't help stare, it. Staring at anybody. I love staring at stuff. And Man just me. locks it in. I really do. I lock it right in. So um, I'm really into Game of Thrones. We talked about that. I'm not here to get right. into the muck in the mire, uh, if it's good, if it's bad, whatever. Well, it's um, good. No one can argue I, it's not good. Uh, there's some arguments for it. So you, there's there's what, this argument. Incest, it, incest is awesome. Well, no, I'm not saying incest is bad. I'm not a lunatic. <laughs> Come on, yeah, no, that would be crazy. <laughs> what I'm what I'm here to say is that uh, Will told me to start reading this book. He was like, "Yeah, if you're watching House of the Dragon and you're loving right. it, which right. which I am, you are. I, I think House of the Dragon is better than Game of Thrones for a number of reasons." Um, and so he was like, have you read the source material, the book Fire and Blood? And I was like, right. I was like, no, isn't that like the Silmarillion or whatever, where it's just a bunch of dry uh, lore? And he was like, no, dude, it's it's awesome. Just read it. And so <laughs> I, so <laughs> sorry. So I so I so I pick up it the can be book. awesome. And that so without the def- without the description, it was just a funny way to be like, no, nah, I mean, yeah, probably. But it's awesome. Shut up. <laughs> Well, that's that's the truth because it is like that. But it, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. <laughs> but it is awesome. I mean, just as an example, there is a chapter that was like twenty to thirty pages long that was called uh, "The Governance of the Realm Under King Aegon the First. and I was like, "Man, I can't believe that he implemented these taxation policies and that it really boosted the gold standard." But anyway, uh, so you get past all that, and <laughs> so you power um, through that. And well, I I like that too, but just for the record, it's it's. But, um, the, but just f- to be clear, just like the Silmarillion, you cannot read it either first or on its own separately. Like it is, it is a part of the greater story. And if you're yeah. not sold on the greater story, don't fucking read it. Well, and you got to be familiar with the world in order to get anything out of that kind of material. But also, um, I own the Silmarillion and read just like little pieces out of it. Yeah. And the names in the Silmarillion are, are like insane. Are like dudes with like six J's and five X's in their name, <laughs> yeah. and they're it's like all... Cthulhu, the unpronounceable name, but everyone. 
And they're almost all like that. And you look yeah. at it and you're like, how am I supposed to keep track of this bullshit? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Um, with uh, Fire and Blood, it has similarities to that, to be honest. <laughs> but, but, it's, but to me, it's just wildly more interesting. But anyway... Yeah, um, yeah you're I'm not about, a huge Lord of the Rings guy. That's all right. Uh, I like it. I don't love it like some people yeah. do. But, um, I love so it. Anyway, so I'm listening to the audiobook. I go... Wow, I if I really want to power through this, I'm gonna pick up the actual book. So I pick up the book and I start reading it. I'm about halfway through right now, mm-hmm. and um, I text Will and I I say to him, "Man, I can't wait until I'm finished and I can render a fully formed opinion about the Targaryen dynasty and who my favorite monarch is and who I think the best is and who I think the worst is." And he goes, "Oh yeah, you're not gonna be able to do that. This is part one." And I was like, "How many are there?" I was like what and he was like yeah you know the george r, r. martin can't finish a book series it's part one dude and i was like are you fucking kidding me oh, wait, now so i started reading it's part one and there is no part two yeah it's another unfinished oh my God. series nope. by george r. r martin that i just started nope. that i'm halfway through and i was like yeah i'm gonna finish this and you know what i'm not and i was an idiot to even think that i could it's how, how did I not anticipate this, Charles? We've how had did a, I not anticipate this? We've had a lot of like relatively um, just personal, like me and you, dry conversation on this podcast. That was the worst. Oh, I just want you. To, I just I want to be transparent with you. That was garbage. Well, it's um, <laughs> it's on the record now. It's on my mind. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, you're right. You're right. And and you know what? I'm not ashamed of that. If I am dry and boring and I got a whole bunch of boring ass shit I didn't say floating boring. around in my head. I didn't say boring. I said it was dry, personal, and the worst. That doesn't mean boring. Oh, okay. Well, it was dry and it was personal, but it was also boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> Let me I'm, put this down. I'm going to come right out and say it. I, I recognize that that was boring. Um, yeah. But I just wanted to say it like... Who has the audacity to start a fucking book series in the <laughs> 90s and then not finish it and then yeah. start a history of it in 2013 and then he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm not going to finish that either. And then so I put will, it up unfinished. Le- <laughs> so I will say I go on record for this stuff a lot because I have a lot. Of, I have a couple friends that are very, um, they take a lot of uh, ownership of intellectual properties that they like so for example if a movie comes out and it flops they demand a sequel think the snyder cut you know which i was obviously a proponent for mm-hmm. on one hand personally yeah fuck george R. R. martin what are you doing man come on write your books come on you can do this write the damn books and that's the reason why i don't actually want to engage in game of thrones at all it's it's a part of i shouldn't say it's the whole reason it's a part of it. it's like man i don't want to get into something that i know is going to break my heart because it won't if i end up loving it it won't be there but the other side of it is like, that guy owes us nothing. He made no. it. We were rubes. We bought it. But that's it. If if anything, he owes us even less. Because <laughs> yeah. He, if anything, he, he could be his... like, "Fuck you! I'm leaving it in." I'm, uh, he he could tell us he's leaving it empty, and he's not. Uh, and it, it it's phenomenal, and I love it. And also, they put out the show, and then they cut him out of it, and they put out a bunch of garbage ass bullshit that became crazy crazy popular way more yeah. popular than the stuff that he wrote and put out so yeah. he really doesn't owe us anything yeah. they if anything the like, fact that they ended and moved the show in the direction that they wanted to and not the one he wanted to could be reason alone to just be like 
you guys get nothing from me. This You chose this. The fan base and the company chose this, not me. Yeah, and honestly, after they put that out and it's been finished, he hasn't put anything out since. So yeah. He's been working on video games and TV shows. Yeah, stuff that people haven't taken and changed. Yeah. That was his material. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's all that. Definitely dry. Definitely <laughs> the worst. What do you, what do you <laughs> All right, do so do? let's end the podcast because we are we've 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 hit a good number. About we'll end on a really dumb question because today's just been just a me and you day, and I'm curious. This I'm legitimately curious about. What do you think is the worst soda? Um, I know um, you're not a sweets guy and you're not a soda guy particularly in general, but you do enjoy the occasional. If there's a Coca Cola in there, you might sip it. What is the worst soda? So the only way that I have drank soda in the last, um, in the last. Is Coca-Cola in your mixed drinks. I know it. Yep. I've only had soda in mixed drinks with the exception of if Allie has bought a soda at a movie theater and I've, uh, eaten a bunch of popcorn. Thirsty. And I have just, a little sip. And I just need to drink something. Yeah. Um, the worst soda, uh, a friend of ours whose last name I won't drop, but whose first name uh, was Kevin, used to have a soda called Moxie at his house, and it was a form of orange soda that was just a lot worse. And it's the European version, ain't it? Yeah, and that shit was disgusting. <laughs> Freaking jerks. Uh, no, I'm thinking name brand. Pick a name brand one, like a big one. I'm talking like... Well, I don't want to just give you, if I say three sodas, you'll just pick the worst out of those three. I'm talking like you go to, to McDonald's and you're filling your cup, uh, that, that kind of soda. Well, so this is tough because soda, and this is why I don't like it, and I try to avoid all foods that have this in it, is just high fructose corn syrup with natural flavors in it. Yeah. That's all oh, yeah. all sodas are. So they're, yeah. none of them are bad. They all are no, just I, see, concentrated I sweet shit that you're, con- that you're shoving disagree. into your belly. I disagree. Some of them have way worse than just high fructose corn syrup, for the record, which my number one worst soda is one of them. Uh, Probably the worst in taste is the, um, God, what is that soda called that is grapefruit-based? Uh, Squirt? No, that's not um, the one. Um, it, Hang on, I'll look it up. Uh, It'll just take me one second. Grape grapefruit grapefruit soda yeah fresca that's it again you're going a little off the cuff here that's only can't that's canned only that you buy at a store or in a deli counter but i'll allow that one that one's more widely available than moxie um other than fresca uh squirt is probably right up there for really bad squirt's ones. terrible squirt's gross you can buy a bottle of Fresca. You can buy a bottle no, of Fresca. No, you can only buy bottles. That's what I'm saying. You can't get them on tap, really. And maybe now you can, but you don't find them on tap ever. Um, Just on tap, huh? It's really tough yeah. for me because to me, a lot of them taste the same. Probably probably Dr. Pepper. <gasps> That's sacrilege. Sac- Dr. Pepper is my favorite soda. I knew you were going to say that. Diet is... Dr. Pepper tastes the most like real Dr. Pepper. Listen, listen to me. I... 
picked three other obscure things trying <laughs> to avoid it. trying to avoid oh, this confrontation God. it would be like I if knew. i said charles what's your least favorite what do you think is the worst like big candy and you're like you know those lion head ca- hard candies you find at the bank that you have to give 25 cents for those it's like no one knows that <laughs> shit that's not a regular candy charles and you're picking sodas like you know that one soda that's sometimes at a wegmans which is only available in upstate new york like come on <laughs> You know what's really funny is that sometimes when I say something, I even though we haven't talked about it, your expression's neutral. Yeah. I have this feeling as I'm thinking it, I'm like, this is, I know this is something that is going to ignite something in him. <laughs> and, and, and as I was thinking Dr. Pepper, I was like, I just can tell <laughs> that he's going to fucking love it, love Dr. Pepper and hate that I'm saying this. And I'm it's like, it's true. And then I have to like, I'm Oops. like, Ah, fuck it. Say it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you just send caution. Put caution in the wind. I actually had a, uh, well, we'll talk about that maybe on a different podcast, uh, about a, a, a thought-out opinions. But anyways. I yeah. still think I still think it's good. Oh, you know what? Orange Crush. There we yeah. go. Perfect answer, because Orange Crush is ass. Um, it's, just, that's a, it's just boring. It's, it's, it's one of the sweetest. So the amount of sugar in all these sodas does vary widely from like 30 grams of serving to like 70 grams of serving. It's ridiculous. Um, but I have two answers that I think are the worst sodas. So I'm not going to say any of the root beers because I, even though I hate one of them mug and love one of them barks, I'm still not going to, cause they're vastly different sodas. It's gross how different they are. Um, I think I, that, I I bet before you say anything that one of your least favorites is probably one of my favorites. I'm just I don't gonna know. throw it out there. I know that the the actual worst isn't, so that's fine. But maybe my second one is. So my number two, which is like one that I personally hate, I kind of get why people like. It's the reason you've already said, but I think it is a garbage soda. Is Sprite? Oh, uh, Sprite I like is it. literally taking sugar, pouring it into your water, and drinking it. There's no flavor pe- profile. Sprite doesn't have a flavor. It is just sweet. The, unfor- the unfortunate thing about it is that it doesn't have caffeine. Because at least if you're drinking soda, you can get some free Yeah, you want at least something, something going on. But it's yeah. just, it's gross. It's gross. I, as a kid, sure, I put spoonfuls of white sugar into my mouth because I could because mom wasn't looking. Sure. But as, as an adult, I'm like, fuck this. This tastes like nothing. I want, if I'm going to do this, give me cola. Give me Dr. Pepper. Give me something that has flavor. Uh, what I don't like about it is that for the reasons you're describing, terrible to make mixed drinks with. You terrible. cannot make a mixed drink with Sprite. No. You can taste it right you can, through it. it you can right hide through. a mixed drink with Sprite. If you're trying to roofie a date, sure, go nuts. But, well, don't. Don't actually do. I'm just, this is not medical advice. Would that? That's not medical <laughs> This is not, <laughs> just don't roofie people is the point I'm trying to say. But if you were to, Sprite's a choice. Um. The number we're one not, worst soda. We're not trying to tell you to roofie anybody. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. But if um, the actual worst soda, and I stand by this, and I think people who drink this are fucking jerks. Mountain Dew is ass. Oh, uh, Mountain Dew is just syrup. It's syrup. It's an un. It's it's a nondescript flavor. It's not an actual flavor. It's Mountain Dew. It's whatever it is. It has one of, if not, I think it's just behind orange soda for the most sugar per um, serving. If you care about that, I do. Some people don't. That's, That's cool. behind orange soda because I, yeah. I just picture Mountain Dew as like. Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's are... gross. 
and the other thing about Mountain Dew is American Mountain Dew has brominated vegetable oil in it, which is a flame retardant, which is banned and illegal in the EU because it's so harmful to you. And people are just like, send it, man. Just send it. Yeah, people are chugging their Mountain Dews and then throwing their fucking chewing tobacco into it. <laughs> yeah, and they're <laughs> just like, yeah, I got I got to make it to the NASCAR race soon, so I don't have time to deal with this. That's what Mountain Dew is for sure. Oh, it's so. Uh, that being said, I am a sucker for the alternatives. I won't lie. I don't buy them, but if someone offers them, I do not say no. Uh, Code blue, Red and the stuff. blue one. Baja Blast. No, one. I don't like blue. No, I'm talking like Voltage Baja Blast or something. Oh, Voltage is one. That one's fine. I'm not a big fan, but it's good. I like the purple one. I don't it's, think I've ever had uh, a purple. The one. new one is sweet, but the original purple one, Pitch Black, was sour grape. And I love sour anything. I'm a sour boy. Uh, for some reason, that just reminded me of this time that Heinz was like, what if we made a ketchup purple? Are you guys into that? And people, <laughs> yeah, and no. Was, they also like did month. blue and green, right? Or just green? Blue's yeah, blue they, they, yeah, blue was one and green squirts. was Squirts. They were called just like, hey, here comes the squirt again. It was squirts. Yes. What? <laughs> That's just bad. It's bad That's I don't, I don't You know the one gimmick that I do stand behind, though? The peanut butter and jelly in one jar. Oh, me too. I love that. Yeah, shit. that's that works. It, it's, I know some people want more peanut butter or more jelly. I don't care. It works. It has. It even has practical benefits. Like when you are doing peanut butter and jelly, if you got a jar of peanut butter and a jar of jelly, you got to like, you're going to, you're going to get, yeah, two knives. Exactly. Yeah. With this, you can just do whatever you want. You it know what I like to do with those though? <laughs> you just fucking so i, like I can to, think of some things i like to do with those is i i use a spoon to get it out that way i don't make a mixy mess i scoop out like a spoonful so i get whatever the peanut butter jelly amount i get and i don't i don't alter the composition of the jar you know what i'm saying yeah anybody who might eat peanut butter or jelly at my house don't listen to this but what i like <laughs> to do is i like to take the knife and get the peanut butter out and spread it and then just eat it off oh. and, then, and then just get the jelly out with it what i like to do is just pour the jelly directly into my mouth and then spit it back into the jar to loosen it up so that it's easier to spread then <laughs> i take my knife and spread it i like to stick my wiener in there <laughs> that's it that's all i like that's just the end of that story i just like to stick it in there i've had the same jar for like 10 years that's actually uh, still one of my favorite family guy jokes that makes me laugh where brian just goes hmm something's what's the smucker tastes funny what's wrong with the smuckers and you hear peter from the other room it was on my penis it's one of my favorite jokes in all the family guy it's just straight up there it's right in your face it does it's not moving on oh boy hey uh before we end this podcast, I just I had one last topic. It's the last thing. Oh, that okay, I had. okay. Uh, it's some I wanna... House of the Dragon bullshit. I'm gonna get pissed. Nah, it's nothing to do with any of that. Uh, what's your What's your secret talent? What's a talent that you have that you <sighs> don't that doesn't get displayed all the time, or that people might not know about? <laughs> so my real answer. Um, is that I don't have any talents and it's incredibly depressing. It's like one of my biggest uh, self-esteem issues. I do not have anything I'm good at. But if I don't do that and I try to pick something, um, mm -hmm. hmm, do you have one in mind while I think? Yeah, so um, it's really ironic that this came up at the end of this podcast. I was going to say it much earlier, but it's a lot funnier at the end. Now, there's something about this talent of mine, and I think that you'll see what I mean as soon as I actually say what it is, 
where I can just like draw things out. And I think that my secret talent is filibustering. Because here we are at the end of the podcast, and I'm like, wait, 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 before we stop, I've just got one thing to say, and I can throw in so many different words is and just keep talking lack, and talking. Is is a lack of self-awareness a talent? Well, so that's the thing, is that filibustering can be... No, no, I know, what, I know that filibustering is a talent. I'm saying you're application of philip that'd be like saying that andre the giant was a very talented wrestler no he was eight feet tall just because that's what happened so we had this meeting that was gonna start and uh my boss was like just delay it like just go up there and do the shit that you do where you just talk <laughs> about shit and completely derail things until i get up there and he took longer than he said he was going to I went up there and there were people sitting and gathered for a meeting, like four or five people. And I walked into the room. I put my hands down on the table. I started talking about the Civil War. And I took I talked about the Civil War like I was going somewhere with it. Like I was like and talking about the blockades that they set up and its impact on the cotton industry and how that eventually economically crippled the Remember South. Remember the lack of self-awareness thing I was talking about earlier? You're doing it right now. I talked for 12 minutes <laughs> about the Civil War, and this guy comes up, and I was like, and that's it. And he sat down, <laughs> and he was like, nice job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely a talent you have. I just think it's also... A character trait you don't have a choice over. <laughs> it's a secret talent. It's a secret talent. It's the perfect positive spin to put on it. I love it. That is a yeah. secret talent. Yeah, it's my secret talent. Um, my secret talent is a incredibly negative personality trait, but I have the uncanny ability to make fun of you in a negative way. On a whim at any given point in time. <laughs> I think the terrible thing that I can't. I literally me and Kyle, my buddy Kyle talked about this one time where I was like, I am actively trying to not use humor to ridicule my friends. Like I have to before I talk, I have to go. No, that's off limits. Just say cool story, bro. And I can't stop it. Uh, Lucas is the butt of it a lot. Yeah, you know, I'm I end up being the butt of that from a lot of people, but I think it's because I can take it and I don't give. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it, you you learn, or maybe it's subconsciously know who to do it with and who to not do it with. Uh, I think that your secret talent is that you are the utanapishtim of your friends. I don't um, know what that means. Utanapishtim was oh! a gentleman. Before you said it, my secret talent is making friends. Not particularly keeping them, but making friends. I will make a friend anywhere I am, always. I refuse that's, to not be talked to. That's a uh, that's what I just said. Oh, um, okay, see, you, I had I was I had a feeling. In a uh, in, oh gosh, I'm gonna say this, and then somebody's gonna fact check me, and it's gonna be <laughs> embarrassing. Don't worry, we'll let Andy know he needs to fact check. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Utanapishtim was the gentleman in Iroquois history that uh, was considered the great uniter because he would go from tribe to tribe and uh, befriend people and manage to end a lot of war and strife and uh, bring unity and peace. And that's what you are. You're the Utanapishtim because you 
unite and bring together a lot of different groups of people who otherwise don't associate with each other. Well, I fact-checked you. Was and right? I think I have the wrong Utanapishtim. I'm looking at a one from uh, uh, Greek mythology from the Epic of Gilgamesh, so I think I found the wrong one. Oh my gosh, I think that that's the same concept, but that Utanapishtim is the the Gilgamesh version. So then who's the who's the Iroquois one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing great here, bud. Oh gosh, I don't know. Well, uh, either way, it's the the, the 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 point's the same. My other secret talent, uh I'm not I, I'm not particularly skilled at uh pleasing a woman with my body but cunnilingus <laughs> yeah it's the uh, only thing i got oh you know what i talk a lot you know if if i'm gonna move past like the humorous stuff and like dialed into I stuff you were gonna say, if i'm gonna at, move past the cunnilingus and get down to the nitty-gritty <laughs> well there's that also hiawatha was the, that's ah uh, hi how are hi, you yeah hi hiawatha was the uh Iroquois Utana Pishtim. Got um, it. So if I'm moving past all the humorous stuff and whatever, my secret talent is um, my ability to get people to open up and talk to me and listen in a way that's non-judgmental. And then uh, that's it. Yeah. Just listen to people. Uh, I, I end up being a lot of people's therapist. And yeah. I don't mind. I don't yeah. mind. Somebody's like got to do it. Yeah, I've always liked doing it, I, and I've always done it for yeah. my entire life. It's always been like that. Uh, Follow-up, how would you rate your Cunnilingus game? Pretty Secret good. talent levels of good? Yeah, what do you can, what's the threshold? Like, uh, I, I think of things <laughs> by default. threshold? Yeah, well, I think of things in default uh, on scales of 0 to 10. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. To. So are you asking what a 5 is? No, I'm asking what which number is the qualifier for secret talent. No, it's your call. I don't get to choose that. Oh, I don't know. I'm probably an eight. <laughs> Fair enough. Just throw you it out there. You should see the stuff I can do with my... <laughs> <laughs> we'll upload a video to the Facebook. <laughs> it like it's a... not going to be pornographic. It's just no. going to be me doing stuff with my tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like a grapefruit or something. <laughs> no, just like with my fingers probably. Nah, just open air. Let let the imagination take over. No, don't do it for me. I don't want to see it. We'll just upload it to Facebook. Let you everybody kind, you, see it. You kind of want to see it. I'm not uninterested, but I don't want people to know I'm uninterested. <laughs> Look, man, it's fascinating on like a intellectual level. Yeah, I guess that's one way to look at it. All right, that'll wrap it up. Let's be done here. We've wasted our times. And by wasted, right. I mean uh, lovingly spent yeah yeah right um see you next tuesday no i didn't do the outro i thought you had one last i thought you were filibustering so i was gonna let you go all right uh thank you for listening to another episode of men in the machine i'm charles and i'm kevin <laughs> thanks for listening and as you can see over here we have the man of the machine